It's news to us. We are live on Adobe Radio. It is the week of October 5th, 2020. Uh, yeah. How are you guys doing? I'm Eddie here, Jason Kitty. Hi. Hello. You know, I feel like this October has been the longest October on record. Already. Yeah. A lot is, yeah, I mean, a lot's happened. And we say that every week. I, I, that's like the saying of the show now. A lot has happened. Because every it's week gonna, there's just so much happening. The next four weeks are going to be crazy. So this is just the beginning, I feel like. And, and, this is and a, you yes. know what it dawned on me today is the impeachment happened this year. What? That was this year? Doesn't, doesn't that feel uh, like so much 10 happened. years ago? Oh, my Lord. Yeah, well, like, uh, yeah, it he's does. He's killing us. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, on, t- on tonight's or today's, whenever you're listening, this afternoon, 2 a.m., if you're listening on the podcast or whatever, but if you're live on AW Radio uh, this evening, there's a lot to get to. Paula Jean Swearingen is going to be joining us. She is running for Senate to represent West Virginia, and uh, we're very excited to have Paula on the show. Coal miners today are still risking their lives to feed their families, and it's not just them. It's teachers, nurses, small business owners, farmers, blue-collar citizens fighting for a right to live in this state that we call home. Yeah, she'll be here in about 30 minutes live on the phone. Very excited to talk to uh, Mrs. Swearingen. And interview. Yes. uh, We haven't done an interview in a couple weeks, so we're getting closer and closer to the election. Uh, The election is less than a month away. By the way, we will be live on election night here on Adobe Radio for at least four hours. You guys ready for that marathon? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm so excited so for you to come stuff. over. Yeah, however we do this. I mean, I, I'm trying to figure it out technically. We'll, we'll have to I keep figuring it out. I you going to come over. Yeah, come over. We'll I, order but, Chinese food. We'll <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds awesome. I just have a lot <laughs> of equipment. I don't know if it's going to work. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out because we're going to have people calling in, and I, I haven't figured out how to do that remotely. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll have we different... have a remote setup here. I don't know if you've seen this, but <laughs> we also have phones. We're, we're <laughs> we pretty good over here. <laughs> um, and also, uh, there's uh, some big news that happened over the weekend. Uh, Donald J. Trump has uh, contracted COVID. the 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 Wuhan flu, as he calls it, whatever the whatever the hell he calls it, I call it the White House flu. Uh-huh. White House, White House uh, uh, virus, or the the uh, the Democratic hoax. Oh, the Democrats are politicizing the coronavirus, and this is their new hoax. It's news to us with Eddie, Jason, and Katie. And that hoax is currently multiplying inside of his body. Maybe we could call it the Republican flu. I think we. I think that's fair. I think it's fair With to call G-O- it the Republican GOP flu. flu. Yeah, I like that. I I think that uh, we actually. I believe uh, Katie, you tweeted that, and it seemed to be very popular with our very angry Twitter followers. It's news to us on Twitter. <laughs> yes. We have a very angry, not, angry group. But they all are, are fighting for angry right now. But they're all fighting for justice. It's a good kind of angry. It's Batman angry. It's not Joker angry. It's Batman angry. What the fuck does that mean? Ready to all go use our voting <laughs> superpowers. Uh, speaking of, so we haven't been on uh, on the air since the debate. So much has happened. So that was just a train wreck. That was the day after we did our last episode, and I had to turn it off. 
What did you guys think of the debate? I wanted to turn it off, but Katie, Katie insisted that we continue to watch. I felt like it was our civic duty to watch. I'm glad I mean, I know who it. I'm voting for, uh, and I, I, after a while, I, I couldn't stand hearing Trump uh, interrupt any longer. He didn't let Biden speak, and I was just like, I can't take this anymore. I can't take it. I can't. It was like, giving me anxiety. I mean, he's <laughs> such a, like, he's so juvenile, like... Grow the fuck up, man. Like when Biden told him to shut up, that was hilarious. Come on, Jack. Shut up. <laughs> he yeah. does. You know, uh, DJT is very abusive. Like he proved yes. uh, that night that he was just like an abusive male. Yeah. Like what is, uh, I don't know. Actually, I've read the Mary Trump book and. I mean, it's clear in that book. This family, their whole family is just, it's, yeah. Oh, maybe we'll have to give us a review of that maybe next week when we have, we'll have to talk about that. I don't know. You read that. Yeah, it's, um, it's bad. They've got some deep seated issues, and it's clear where he gets his characteristics from, but he's just taking it to the oof. next level. And, and come to find out, he most likely had COVID during the debate. Um, because this is just a couple days before his symptoms started to show, or maybe he was having symptoms and was lying about it. But uh, that's really crazy. He even there, there's supposed to be a COVID test before the debate, and I guess the the Trump campaign arrived late. And Chris Wallace, the moderator, said that uh, Donald Trump and his crew went on the honor system and said, "Oh yeah, we're tested, we're fine." They didn't like go yeah, through the official process. Tested. So do you think they were already trying to hide his positive diagnosis? Well, and and then they were all required to wear masks in there and everybody else in there where it was wearing a mask and everybody in the Trump family refused to put on their mask. Not only that, Trump also made fun of Biden for wearing a mask during the debate in a clip we tweeted that has gone viral. I don't have to, I don't wear masks like him. Every time you see him, he's got a mask. He could be speaking 200 feet away from it. He shows up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. I don't have yeah. to, I don't uh, Hey, how Twitter loops videos. But uh, yeah, that, that tweet went viral. It was seen by literally dozens, dozens of people on Twitter. Well, man, not only uh, that night, but tonight, yes. uh, DJT uh, came back to the White House. Well, let's get into that in a second. What? Well, we have we are going to talk about that in a second. We're we going to talk about all of that, like the Donald Trump and the COVID. There's a lot to get to. And that's part of what's coming up. But but since we're on the debate real quick, I just wanted to, to touch on this real quick, because uh, we tweeted, uh, if there is going to be another debate, will you watch? And uh, I'll let you guys know what our Twitter followers on its news to us have to say about that. But what do you guys think? Will you watch another debate if there ends up being one? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's our civic duty to watch the debates. I'm especially excited about the vice president debates. Wednesday night? Yeah, because yeah. I want to see Kamala just stomp all over stupid Mike Pence. Well, Josh Summers on Twitter says, absolutely, you have to see these things for yourself. The replays and commentary never quite replace the experience. Sports Center is no substitute for watching the game, you know. Uh, Ooh, that's a good take. That's a hot yeah. take. That's mm-hmm, good. Our mm-hmm. friends at the Cool Nerd Weed Show here on Adobe Radio, they responded and said, can't stop watching a train wreck. That's true. But if a few people said no. One person said nerp. 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and then one person said, I will donate a shot collar for the rumpster. Okay. He needs one. Bill Miller uh, said that on Twitter. Thanks to all of our Twitter followers for participating. Mm-hmm. Follow its news to us. We tweet like maniacs. What uh, do you guys uh, yes. think about turning off Trump's mic? That's what a lot of people were saying. Yeah, let's turn yeah, off but his mic. Some people are against it. What do you like? Like even like Democrats, some Democrats are against it. Like, what do you guys think about it? Jason, I will say, <clears throat> you know, watching the debate live, I was all for it. But like, you know, looking back at it, I think it's good for the American people to see what DJT really is. Yeah. Watch him bury himself. And according to polls that were released at, or, you know, were taken after the debate before DJT uh, announced that he contracted the COVID-19, uh, Biden, like, was up 14 points nationally after that debate. So I think it's good that they'll, you know, American people see what DJT really is. Like, I think that was the best uh display of how djt is behind closed doors yeah like that yeah. was him that was his true self you know i don't know if it was his true self because i i this is my own personal opinion but i felt like he was hopped up on something because what he's, he's the master uh, I mean, that, that that's his true self right well, like we i'm i'm assuming and that he's always hopped up on something well, I mean, and he's also the master of projection. We learned that he accuses other people of doing things he's doing himself, and he wanted a drug test before the debate. And that tells me that he was on something. That's my opinion. I mean, when he was asked, you know, and he, he was given a softball to denounce white supremacy, he said the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by. And they've since printed that up on T-shirts and all that. Uh, but uh, crap. we will talk more about the Trump's COVID-19 diagnosis uh, here in just a moment. I'll be part of the Dirty Deets. But first, a two-parter on the Dirty Deets. Melania had some tapes, the first lady, that were leaked to the press, some uh, privately recorded audio that uh, kind of got buried in the news cycle because right after that we learned about Trump getting COVID. But let's make sure this gets a little bit of spotlight. The Dirty Deeds. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. So these tapes were recorded by uh, Melania's former friend and aide, Stephanie Winston Wolkoff. And uh, she's actually coming out with a book called... Oh, it's out. Mila- it was already out? Okay. Melania and me... The rise and fall of my friendship with the first lady. I don't know why I'm doing that in Trump's voice, but it just seemed appropriate at the time. Terrible Trump Now I regret it. He's practicing. (laughs) I'm practicing for when Alec Baldwin doesn't want to do it on SNL anymore. (laughs) Um, I'll need a lot of makeup. A lot, a lot of makeup. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so these tapes came out, and in these tapes, a couple of revelations. Number one, Melania doesn't give a shit about the kids in cages at the border. Uh, number two, she hates Christmas. So the war on Christmas is coming from within the White House, folks. It's not. Again, it's not Starbucks. Another, it's, it was projection yeah. all over again. Starbucks takes <laughs> I like Christmas. How you say it's coming from within the White House. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like they uh, they they get all uh, bent out of shape when Starbucks removes Christmas trees off their goddamn cups. 
And meanwhile, Melania is saying some nasty shit about Christmas. In fact, here's the audio. I don't know where we start with this, but here is uh, the first lady in this privately recorded audio. This is from July 2018. They say I'm more I'm the same like him. I support him. I don't no. say enough. I don't do enough. No. Where, where I am, I put the, I'm working like a asthma, asthma. I know. Christmas stuff that, you know, who gives a f- about Christmas stuff. That, that is a uh, direct quote from the first lady. Who gives a fuck about Christmas? I want to put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Anybody else? With her that, face. That should be a yard sign. That should be a yard sign. It really should be. I'll back up this tape a little bit. Go back to where she says who gives a fuck about Christmas. That, you know, who gives a fuck about Christmas stuff and decoration, but I need to do it, right? Yeah. Who gives a fuck about Christmas stuff and decoration? But she has to do it. Yeah. Uh, but the more despicable thing in this, uh, actually, she says more about Christmas here. I didn't know that. Okay, we keep it going. Yeah, but correct. 100%. You have and no then, choice. And okay, and then I do it and I say that I'm working on Christmas uh, planning for the Christmas. And they said, oh, what about the children that they were separated? Give me a break. Oh, what about the children that were separated from their families at the board? Give me a fucking break, she says. Who gives a fuck about Christmas? And give me a fucking break about children who are separated from their families. I mean, didn't she wear that jacket that said, I don't care to you? Yeah, I don't really care to you. Like, uh, Yeah, fuck her. Yeah. I mean, she she wore the jacket like. Yeah, I don't like. Why are you so shocked by what she says in private? Right. She wore a jacket publicly. Think she doesn't care. God bless America is what I wanted to say. <laughs> Hashtag be best. Hmm. Hashtag we love Christmas. Who gives a fuck about Christmas? I think we need to back it up to the song here. No, it's where I am. I put the. I'm working like a asthma, asthma. I know. The Christmas stuff that you know. Who gives a fuck about the Christmas stuff and decoration? But I need to do it, right? Oh, God bless America. God bless God America. Bless America. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, it turns out Melania is also an asshole. So we learned. <laughs> Because for a while, people were like, uh, what if she's uh, not an asshole and she's being held captive? But no, it turns out she's also a douche. Yeah, uh, yeah you have to know that she's an asshole, right? Like, <laughs> just the way she looks. Yeah, yeah. The way Her she looks. screams I, I, asshole. She just has, right. like, resting bitch face all the oh. time. Okay, now that's going too far. Wait, Fuck I, you, it's not. <laughs> yeah, what? what she said is going too far, you She's asshole. She's starting the war on Christmas from the White House. Within. <laughs> Enemy from within. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you're not going too far, but I take it back. Uh, Trump gets Good. COVID. Dirty I'm deeds. glad I persuaded you. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, I, I think if we use the, the word bitch, we're kind of no better than Trump, but, you know, whatever. Here we go. I said resting bitch face. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Okay, fair enough. It's a, but it's, it's, just, it, uh, it's okay to call her an asshole, a dick, and a douchebag. But if you say bitch, but you said I resting. I did not call her that. You said resting bitch face, though. Okay. I said, yes, I did not say that she was a B word. I said she had a resting bitch face. Okay. And you were about to we say the C word, but you're about to say the C word before I cut you off. 
No, I wasn't. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The Dirty Deeds. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. I was about to say the C word. I had to cut uh, myself off. It was me. I, that's I, a bad word. It is. But she says that she doesn't give a fuck about children being separated from their families. So what what yeah. response do you have to that besides possibly the C word? I think it's appropriate. I could use the C word. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. The White House virus. This is just ravishing the GOP virus. COVID. Uh, yeah. COVID GOP or whatever you want to call it. GOP virus. Uh, not only does the president have COVID-19, the uh, the Democratic hoax, but also a lot of other uh, prominent people in the, in the height of, of our government. And we're talking uh, Melania Trump, uh, the, 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 the chick who doesn't like Christmas. Uh, you got uh, Hope Hicks, Trump's senior counsel. And uh, you've got uh, Chris Christie, former Republican uh, New Jersey governor. Who I heard um, this afternoon wasn't doing so hot. Yeah, he's actually, you know, with they say, you know, somebody, he doesn't seem like the healthiest person, like kind of the person that should actually be wearing masks and probably not going outside at all during this time. And then he gets I mean, it. They should, everyone should be wearing a mask. like. But he should be taking extra, 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 extra precaution. Like if he goes out in public, be wearing a full hazmat suit. Um, But just based on what I've read about COVID. Uh, but that's not all. Uh, who else? Who else? Like the Republican senators all Trump, over. Trump campaigns manager Bill Stipen. Bill Stipen? No. Not Bill Stipen. Stepin? I don't know how to say it. Stepin? Stepin. Stepin? Bill Stipen well, move. So you have DJT and you have his campaign manager both with the, the Rona. You also Pretty have much. Kellyanne Conway. You look at this list. Yeah, Kellyanne Conway. All Republicans. We have three senators, Republican senators, three Republican senators are on the Judiciary Committee. Uh-huh. All contracted uh, the Rona. Now, I'm pretty sure that everybody that has gotten COVID at the White House has been a Republican, except for the journalists. I don't know what their party affiliation is, but uh, what does that say? What does that say? Uh, 11 uh, staff members, the advance team uh, from Trump uh, to the was it to the debate. They also contracted it. And you also have uh, journalists like you mentioned. And I also read a report that two housekeepers within the White House have contracted it as well as DJT's body man is like personal assistant also contracted it. I heard his body man had it. I didn't know about the housekeepers, though. I don't know if it's I, true. I just read it. I wish, you know, I'm sending his body man the best, and I think that he'll probably enjoy a, a slight break, you know, not having to run to the fridge and get a Diet Coke every two minutes. But got two weeks off. He gets two weeks off. Thanks, um, but yeah, so how a lot the, of how, people. it's a lot of and it, it all kind of goes back to this super spreader event in the Rose Garden announcing Amy Coney Barrett as Trump's Supreme Court nominee to replace RBG, which is, is, is that karma or not? Because they're yes. trying to push through this nomination. We, we covered this last week, how it's hypocritical, but they're trying to push this through. And then they get all these Republicans together and the, and they weren't wearing masks. 
They were outside, but they a lot weren't wearing masks. Wait, they were wait, hugging. They were making out. They were rimming each other. What? Tom Tillis was wearing a mask at the Rose Garden. Oh, but he, he he still contracted it. I thought you were going to say and, the and not Mitch rimming. McConnell the rimming part wasn't true. Conveniently made a rule that the Senate can't vote remotely right. prior to this happening. So. Would he be extra hypocritical and not only go back on his Supreme Court rule and then go back on his voting rule as well? Of course he would. The guy has no shame. In fact, Mitch McConnell says that he's going to move along with the confirmation process. I mean, if he starts bringing people into the chambers that have COVID, though... That is a more than ballsy move, you have to admit. That is like straight up. I mean, we have to truly question if we can vote these people out and charge them with murder at that point, like attempted murder. Can you see them bringing in these senators wearing hazmat suits? Because I could totally see that with the the stunts that they pull. Well, was it Ron Johnson or... I can't. I don't know if it was Ron Johnson or Tom Tillis. One of them today, though, I'm pretty sure said that they would show up in a moon moon suit to oh do the God. vote. Oh my God! So we'll keep an eye on that. But um, let's let's talk about the president a little bit here. So, I mean, this guy has been downplaying COVID since the start. In fact, I do have like this super cut of him downplaying COVID. It's like two minutes long. I'll just play like a, a little bit of it here. This is from Washington Post YouTube. Coal miner. Oh, wrong wrong button. Where's that? that My administration will take all necessary steps to safeguard our citizens from this threat. Now, the virus that we're talking about having to do, you know, a lot of people think that goes away in April with the heat. Because of all we've done, the risk to the American people remains very low. People die from the flu. And this is very unusual. And it is a little bit different, but in some ways it's easier and in some ways it's a little bit tougher. Uh, but uh, we have it so well under control. I mean, view this the same as the flu. And so- view us the same as the flu, he says. Uh, yeah, because so let me tell you, I've seen a lot of presidents get the flu and then a uh, a Marine helicopter lands on the White House lawn and takes them to Walter Reed. The flu that happens all the time happens all the time. Uh, but he is leaving Walter Reed uh, he today. He left today. Okay, as we're doing the show, yeah, he back, left. He's back at the White House, and you uh, interrupted okay. me earlier. Uh, yes, back uh, now. Uh, see, the, I, this is where your comment should have gone. You should have read the prep. Okay. No, my comment should have <laughs> gone where I wanted. I intended it to put. Okay. You overrode me. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. You, go ahead. You trumped me. All right. I'm just giving you shit. Go ahead. So as we mentioned earlier. During the debate, DJT made fun of Biden for wearing a mask all the time in accordance to public health officials. When DJT got back to the White House, as soon as he got into the White House, he removed his mask and was walking around willy-nilly. And that's yeah. not the only irresponsible thing he did. He also did this little joyride uh, yesterday where he got into a limo and he uh, put Secret Service members at risk well, he waved at them outside of Walter Reed and one physician at Walter Reed it, with an interview with the Today Show uh, said that that was highly irresponsible, highly irresponsible. And he even tweeted this a uh, Dr. James P. Phillips. He says on Twitter, every single person in the vehicle during that completely unnecessary presidential drive by just now has to be quarantined for 14 days. They might get sick. They might die for political theater commanded by Trump to put their lives 
at risk for theater. This is insanity. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, First Lady Douchebag is staying in her room, I guess, and she will not leave her room in the White House reportedly. This is according to reports. We don't know for sure, but uh, she's staying in there because she's afraid of infecting Secret Service members. So I don't know why she suddenly has a slight conscience. No. No, you know why she's hiding out? Because like all in like what the same week she found out that Trump was broke and then he fucking gave her the COVID all in the same week. And that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's presumably that's like only the the second. I mean, possibly, possibly. Uh, what am I trying to say here? COVID, may, may, COVID may not be to- the only virus that he's given her. Yeah, right. Ooh. We didn't even get to touch on Trump's taxes really tonight. Uh, we talked about it last week. Yeah, we did a little bit last week, but there's still, I mean, there's just so, so much to talk about in so little time. That was yeah. only a week ago we, that Trump tax story came out. Yeah. And there, there are people out on, uh, you know, out in the world thinking that maybe DJT really didn't have the Rona and this was all a ploy to reset the news cycle. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, th- what are your thoughts on that? Do you see that? I, I feel like it would be Maybe too big happening? of a too big of a conspiracy. There are too many people. Somebody would leak it by now. We'll see. And I kind of felt the same way. And then I was like, and he wouldn't want to damage his ego enough by saying that he had the Rona. But then on the same note, I'm like, ah. There have been a lot of shifting stories coming out from between the White House and from between the doctors, and the doctors can't get their story straight. They can't get the story straight on when the first positive test was. They can't get the story straight coming out of the White House, which none of that should, none of it should be surprising, but none of it lines up. And he really wanted to kill this tax story. What's a yep. bigger uh, blow to his ego? Yeah. Him getting the Rona or him being broke. Exactly. And then well, and Mary he can Tr- come out today and be like, oh, I feel better than I have in 20 years because we got all these great medicines. True. True. I do see that. But uh, in Mary Trump's book, I was reading, maybe you would know this because maybe you read this. I don't know if it was in there for real, but I thought I read somewhere that in her book, she says in the Trump family, it is an unforgivable sin to fall ill. So I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, like when uh, you boil everything down, I think that that's far fetched. I think he does have the Rona. And I think like him being kind of like energetic, like the steroids and the medication that he's on is really pushing him and making him feel better than he really is. Yes. We'll see how he does in the next week. I've got those things too, but I really would not put it past this administration no, to try to pull some shit like that. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Which at is all. why yes. I'm still confused on the matter. Well we'll be right back. We'll see what our guest thinks. Uh, Paula Jean Swearinger, she is a Democrat running for election to the US Senate to represent West Virginia. And she'll be joining us next right here on its news to us. Don't go anywhere. Vote or die. It's news to us. Election 2020 coverage continues. And that it does. We're getting closer and closer to the date. And uh, man, it's just uh, it's getting exciting and also very scary, in my opinion. And we are uh, excited to have our guest this week, 
Paula Jean Swearinger is running for election to the U.S. Senate to represent West Virginia. She's on the ballot for the general election coming up here on November 3rd, and uh, we're honored that she's joining us on the phone. Hello, Paula. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. And uh, the only reason why we're able to talk to you, we were just talking about this briefly before we got on the air with you, but uh, you actually tweeted out your phone number on Twitter publicly. You, You said that everybody could call you if they wanted to. And one of our producers uh, actually messed up the phone number in our, our prep here. And we were only able to get you on the phone because we went to your Twitter feed and found your phone number. So thank you for being so transparent and open and honest. You just saved our show. You saved the interview. <laughs> well, I'll tell you Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Now we were just saying, yeah, you saved it. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what, you know, most people have to get arrested to get my, get uh, my opponent's attention. And I know one time when some a constituent showed up at her office, her staff locked the door and they were throwing paper airplanes over top of the door um, to get her attention. And, um, you know, I've been an activist trying to fight for clean water, clean air, and economic diversity for my state for years. And I think the first thing we should do if we're going to be prospective public servants is be available to people. Thank you. Because I know that, that I have begged for attention and, and never gotten it. And it, you know what? If my opponent wasn't like that, we wouldn't be here because, you know, what? we would feel like we were served, but we're not. Yes, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more. We do want to get to know you a little bit on a personal level because we, we this is our first time speaking. Um, what, mind if I ask you just a couple, like, uh, personal questions here, very simple questions. Like what is, what's your favorite Mm -hmm. fast food restaurant? I'm not a big fan of fast food, but I think if I eat it, uh, Burger King, but I think COVID has pushed candidates to eating fast food through drive through. I've not been inside a restaurant for a while, so yes, I guess Burger King would be it, but I like to eat local hot dogs, uh, West Virginia hot dogs with coleslaw, mustard, onions, and uh, chili on them. So if you ever come to West Virginia, you got to try a hot dog. Absolutely. Once you're elected to office, uh, we will come visit and have a hot dog. That would okay. Be good. That would be and great. Pepperoni what do you think uh, is the website you visit the most? For me, it's probably Google because I, you know, I'm always or YouTube, maybe Facebook. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Facebook and Twitter the most, just because I'm trying to be up to date. But uh, I don't have much time for social media or much for the internet anymore. I think I check my email the most. So, you're, what level are you on uh, with Candy Crush? I have never played Candy Crush. I don't have what? You've never played Candy Crush? Never. Well, I know that you're very, very busy, but you know, everybody deserves a little bit of downtime. You should maybe start playing it. It's a lot of fun. Are you still playing Candy Candy Crush? Um, I've I've definitely laid off quite a bit, but I've gotten up there in levels. I I think I stopped at like two hundred and fifty or something. Oh, I'm in the three thousands. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's the leader. Wow. Uh, would you rather, uh, if you had to choose between these two, go hang gliding or whitewater rafting? I've been whitewater rafting and hand gliding is on my bucket list. Oh, I just saw the scariest cool. video. Uh, this guy went hang gliding and his instructor forgot to um, connect him. So he was just hanging on for dear life. He was holding on to his instructor's legs and oh, he was miles above. I don't even know how high, but very, very high. It was all on tape. And then the, he eventually landed. I guess he broke a couple bones, but it was like really, it was really scary. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about your campaign a little, because you know, that's why you're here mm-hmm. joining us. Uh, we want everybody to uh, know that you're on the ballot for the general election November 3rd, West Virginia. And uh, you, you mentioned your opponent just a second ago not being very transparent and kind of being closed off. Um, and you're an activist as well. But uh, why? what other reasons are there that you want to unseat your opponent? Well, you know, my personal story is I'm a poor coal miner's daughter and granddaughter, and I'm a single mother, and I'm a newly grandmother. And I'm a poor coal miner's daughter, and I've lived through the boom and the bust of the market. And one of the coolest lies that any politician can tell whether you agree with coal or not, it's on its way out. Um, we had over 140,000, 170,000 coal miners in the, no, I'm sorry, 140,000 coal miners in the 70s. We have less than 50,000 nationwide now. And, you know, there's just too many competing markets with renewables and other things. And so, you know, the market for coal is not going to rebound. And there's been no just transition in our state. Um, I drank acid mine drainage when I was a little girl. Um, and, uh, you know, until my stepdad got laid off in the coal mines, our water was orange with a blue and purple film with the chemicals in it. And it even had specs well, metal in this it. This is America. And we moved in. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it even gets better because, you know, still a lot of people across our state don't have, you know, access to clean water. You know, I'm 46 years old, and this happened, we moved to North Carolina when I was around 12 years old for a while because my stepdad got laid off in the coal mines, and I didn't even know I wasn't a redhead until I was 12 years old. I didn't, I mean, I didn't know I was a brunette because of the water. And um, it came back home. So it literally dyed your hair. It did. Wow. And um, that's. Wild. So we came back home because my grandfather, you know, he was uh, 45 years in the coal mines, proud PMWA member, military. He served in Korea. Uh, my dad, you know, he's in the coal mines. Um, he was in Vietnam. My dad died at 52 years old because of asbestos, asbestos exposure um, in, in Vietnam. And, uh, you know, he, he, he was in the coal mines. My stepdad, my uncles, um, I've traced back to five, six generations of coal mining in my family. And because of that, I've been to more funerals than I have family reunions. And, you know, so basically when people have turned on their light switch, the Industrial Revolution was built on the backs of West Virginians, their families, and surrounding communities. So when you turn on your lights, it's because of the blood Appalachians. And the industry has pulled the rug out from underneath us. They polluted our water polluted our air, destroyed our communities, got rich off our backs and left, left us breadcrumbs. Mm. And I came back home and I found out people didn't have access to clean water. You know, sewage was still running in our creeks and streams. And, uh, you know, people in the coal fields were living in impoverished conditions comparable to a third world country. Some people have cardboard for windows. So, you know, we... You know, it was just an awakening for me. I, I got to worrying if my children would get cancer because of mountaintop removal. Silica dust travels five miles from mountaintop removal sites, which is basically mechanization blowing up mountains instead of, uh, you know, underground coal mining. And, um, you know, if another country came into West Virginia and Appalachia and blew up our mountains and poisoned our water, we go to war, but industry was allowed to do it. And uh, I got so active. Now, the industry I was just... My- when when Republicans are in office, they are uh, pro big business and deregulation, and there are consequences to that. Um, and and anti union. Yeah, and, and this is what happens. Uh, we see 
this type of de- devastation. And it's just, um, well, that's just a lot to go through. And, and so I, I understand why you are an activist. I, I can't blame you. I mean, like if, if you're not doing anything about this, I mean, do, do you feel like there is a lot of unrest in your community? Do you feel, do you feel like a lot of people feel the same way as you? Well, there was a point in time, especially during the, during the Massey Energy era before the Upper Big Branch explosion, um, there was a lot of divide. Uh, you know, Massey was a part of that. You know, anybody that was fighting for clean water and clean air, they called them out-of-state tree huggers, and they were bidding coal miners against anybody that was trying to fight for any type of environmental regulation. Um, with the market decline now, you know, the, the rug has been pulled out of this generation of coal miners and they see that we need economic diversity. And we're dealing with one of the largest addiction epidemics in the country, too. We lead in drug overdose deaths in this state right now. And, you know, healthcare, the large bulk of our population is elderly. Um, you know, we have a lot of people that are sick with black lung, asthma, cardiovascular disease, diabetes. So the majority of our state is on Medicaid and Medicare already. And small businesses are having a hard time paying, you know, trying to keep up with Walmart, which is the biggest employer in West Virginia. And this state is so poor, we can't even sustain Walmart in Boone County. Well, because you're, um, you're subsidizing but, Walmart's low wages. I mean, that's part of the problem. That's right. And then also, that's right. Um, you know, you did mention the, the drug problem there in West Virginia, and that's got to be related to just the despair because of the coal industry, well, right? The biggest drug dealers are in Congress. They're paid for and bought for by pharmaceutical companies, and they were allowed to ship mass amounts of pills and opioids into our communities and get people sick. And, you know, a lot of the coal miners that were breaking their backs in the coal mines, Massey Energy was well known to say that they had a wonderful safety record um, and they were given incentives like trips to Tennessee, to Pigeon Forge, to Myrtle Beach. But what they were doing, they were bought off with the local clinic in a lot of these communities and they were putting these guys in the back of a truck, giving them pills and putting them back in a coal mine and letting, you know, letting them work in those conditions too and getting them addicted. So, you know, these people that were already downtrodden, there's women, you know, there's even old ladies in this state. We have to get rid of this stigma of addiction. I know 80 and 90-year-old ladies that broke their hip, trusted their medical provider, and ended up being addicted because they pushed opioids so hard in their communities. And the thing is now, even like specifically with my opponent, you know, her third top donor is the pharmaceutical industry. And, you know, people in the front lines of our communities here have been solving our problems. And long-term recovery works. Statistically, it's been proven to be more effective. And, you know, drug replacement therapy like Suboxone and Methadone does play a role for some people, especially if they don't have access to long-term recovery because we don't have enough long-term recovery centers here. If they start, but she's totally, you know, her her vision is totally funneled into drug replacement therapy because she wants to take all the money that they put into this state and all these pills that they shipped in here, and they want to take all those profits and put it right back into the pharmaceutical industry. Well, let me ask you this um, question uh, because you, you, uh, I know that you are for uh, decriminalizing uh, or or legalizing cannabis rather uh, nationwide. Uh, but how do you feel Absolutely. about decriminalizing all drugs and treating addicts medically rather than you know throwing them in jail? Yeah, and mental health, you know, plays a large a large role in that too. And exactly, I agree with you a hundred percent. Instead of incarcerating people, we need to give them a path to recovery and a path up, and also making sure. Uh, 
that people do have access to, you know, a livable wage, access to social programs like SNAP benefits when they're trying to get back on their feet when they're recovering. There's so many things that we could be doing for addiction right now that we're not doing, and we're not solving these problems, and it's really complex. And that's one of the first things that I'll do going into Congress is making sure that we have comprehensive legislation to support long-term recovery systems mental health systems, making sure that people do have a living wage so they can be viable parts of society instead of being stigmatized and going down the same path and they do not have a true path to recovery. Amen. We're we're all going to need a lot of uh, mental health support after 2020. This is really, it's really taking a toll on everyone, really. Uh, Katie, were you trying to say something? I'm sorry. I thought I heard you talking there for a second. Oh, no, it's okay. I was going to ask about the opioid epidemic, but we covered it. Okay. Um, well, I, okay, so that's where you stand on that, and uh, I think we agree with you on there, uh, with the, with that topic. I mean... Um, Absolutely. Now, you're, you're also, uh, to just kind of change topics, uh, this is something I'm seeing pop up more and more with candidates, is increasing broadband access. And do, do you think... Uh, Internet should be treated like a utility, like gas or water? Absolutely. Internet should be a public utility, and that's something that me and my opponent totally disagree on. She is trying to sell us out to the highest bidder with broadband, and broadband ties into not only our educational system as we advance here in West Virginia specifically, but it also ties into diversifying our economy, our infrastructure, as well as communications. And we have seen companies come into our state before and get state and federal funding to expand broadband across our state, and they ended up spending that money out of state. Uh, and yes. again, she's just trying to sell us out to the highest bidder instead yeah. of making sure that you know we deprivatize it and make sure it's a public utility and making sure that poor people you know have you know could pay maybe ten dollars a month for broadband services as well as making sure that people on social security veterans benefits and that are disabled have free internet access and that's not happening for a lot of folks and I right now and that should be available to everybody like that across the country oh couldn't agree more yes and also um you know there these these big corporations like comcast they have no incentive to increase their speeds or improve their service. In fact, internet in America is a lot slower than the rest of the world. Would you um, do anything to improve that? I mean, like, because if this is a, I mean, if you tell people they can get uh, their Netflix streamed faster, I think you'll get a lot of votes. <laughs> right. Uh, absolutely. Actually, we've got some bullet points about broadband on our website, and we're actually putting together a comprehensive legislative proposal to go on our website so people can see about our broadband idea when I go to Congress. And we're, you know, soon there'll be some more things where we are, uh, you know, going beyond Ken Heckler's Black Lung Bill. Um, because, you know, Black Lung benefits are really important to folks in their state as well as legislation for addiction and economic diversity. So look for those coming, but broadband is, is one of the top things that are is coming real soon on our website. Well, uh, current events are crazy right now. We just learned that Donald Trump uh, has COVID. And um, actually, you know, some people are are speculating that he's faking it. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, it, I, I don't even really know what to say about him anymore. 
And, and we've gotten to the point, I mean, Donald Trump is a symptom, symptom to our problem. You know, we definitely have to get rid of him for sure because, you know, it, even looking at him on Twitter today, I just, I'm not surprised anymore by anything that he does. But this really solidifies no matter who our president is, we need a good, strong Congress and somebody that's going to push back and make sure that we don't have a dictatorship and overreach with our pre- with our president, like we've seen with this administration. And that's why we keep on pushing the nail and getting people like myself elected. And that's why it's so vitally important that we do flip this in at this time. And we have... You know, to me, it's not about party affiliate. You know, party affiliation. I'm a Democrat because I believe in democratic values. But if even if we don't agree on everything, we have to put people in place that are going to be true public servants instead of servants to corporations and lobbyists, and making decisions for the people that they're supposed to serve, and that is us. And so, it's vitally important that we have a good, strong House and Senate, especially the Senate, especially with what we're seeing with the Supreme Court in 2016. Uh, My opponent said that uh, we should not be making decisions about the Supreme Court and people during an election season and that, you know, people should decide at the ballot box. Well, she's definitely come and changed her mind about that because she's a rubber stamp always for Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump and her funders. And again, it solidifies why this race is so important. She was the first woman to be elected to the United States Senate to represent the state of West Virginia. She's a mother and grandmother. What has she done for us? She has got legislation passed for commemorative coins. She's tried to you know, take away equal pay for women at least three times. She's tried to privatize her Medicare into a voucher program. And we've heard, you know, her big talking point, her you know, biggest talking point is broadband, Capito Connect. And we've already had that discussion. It really solidifies that Capito, you know, Capito Connect shows how disconnected she is. Um, You know, she's been in Congress for over 20 years. She's there because of her father's political dynasty, because he used to be our governor. Um, he, He was nothing but a servant to industry and uh, lobbyist himself. He was very corrupt. Um, we had uh, the Buffalo Creek disaster here while he was governor, and uh, 172 people died. I don't want to misquote. Um, it was two, three slurry impalements, cold slurry impalements that burst and took out a whole community, and he called it an act of God and sided with the industry. So there's there's a long history of corruption with the Moore family and Shelley Moore Capito. I just wonder how much wealth does somebody have to have, especially when she's turning a blind eye to the children dying and starving in this state. How much do you have to have and how can you ignore, especially the children in this state, if you are a mother and grandmother? For me now, this is a grandma fight. I'm ready to send her back in because children literally are dying and starving in this state. But, you know, if you quote the first lady, who, quote, effing cares? That is the that is how these people feel. If it, if it doesn't directly affect them personally, they don't give a crap. They really don't. And it, it's it's really we're sad. To club see. And we're not allowed in it. it and, and they stigmatize us and they look down on us because we're poor. And we're poor because they are made poor decisions. We yes. need visionaries for our future, not visionaries for our demise. These people don't like care that. if we live or die. They're poor because they make poor decisions. That's great. That's, uh, yeah, a very uh, strong uh, statement right there. Uh, Paula Jean Swearingen is running for uh, Senate, West Virginia. Yes, go ahead, Jason. I was just going to 
ask your opinion on why people still continue to vote for these type of individuals into public office? Well, you know, name recognition is an issue. You know, I'm known internationally, but like in 2018, I didn't have hardly any name recognition. When I went against Joe Manchin, I was an unknown candidate, and I got 35% of the vote and more votes. For 35% of the vote, more votes against the sitting incumbent 75 years and more votes than any Republican on the ballot. And we've seen a movement nationwide and as well as here in West Virginia, brand new Congress, which is a slate of ordinary people trying to change the structure of our government, as well as what we have here in West Virginia called the West Virginia Can't Wait Movement. We had over 93 candidates to run for office this time. 43, 43 of those candidates won. And right now, every Democratic nominee for Congress, first, second, third, in the United States Senate, we're all women, we're all progressive, and none of us take corporate PAC dollars. The thing yes. is, we have more Democrats and independents registered in this state than we do Republicans. Even Republicans are tired of the political dynamic. We, you know, we all want economic diversity you know, to end the addiction epidemic, you know, health care for everybody. It's just that we're tired of voting for the lesser of two evils. And if you don't have anything to vote for, for one, it's not going to vote and motivate people to the polls. And two, we're going to vote against our best interest, people that are just really dedicated in voting. And, you know, we're so many people treat politics like it's a football game. And it's not. It, we are in the fight of our lives right now. And I appeal not only to West Virginia, everybody across the country, go and vote. We have so many people that have stepped up and run for office that are going to be true public servants. Corey Bush yes, um, out in Missouri, she used to be homeless. She's going to be our next congresswoman. She's going to make C-SPAN fun because she's going to raise six tons of hell when she's on the house floor. And I, and I, <laughs> get me there with yeah. other people there. And and I, it's uh, going to be the same way. I have to say, adobe.com slash vote. We're pleading with you. This is the last day to register to vote for many states. Uh, but we are running into that deadline where you can't register to vote anymore if you haven't yet. So adobe.com slash vote. But if you are registered to vote, vote early. Vote early and do not trust the United States Postal Service. Vote, and make, vote once. Make a plan. <laughs> <laughs> and we are encouraging you to vote once because we're not maniacs. Um, and that Everybody's progressive and grassroots nowadays. OpenSecrets.org. I follow the money.org for local offices, making sure make sure that these people are people funded. If these people are funded by big corporations, they are not serve you. They are there to serve special interests and their career politicians. Yes. You know, all yes. these candidates yes. that are stepping up like myself. If you told me 20 years ago that I'd been the Democratic nominee for United States Senate, I would have told you you were crazy. This country curl does not want to go to D.C. This is about survival. And there's so many people like me that feel like it's a necessity to keep the integrity of the government and put the government back into the hands of the people. Vet your candidates and make sure everybody can give a pretty speech. But at the end of the day, if these people are taking this dark money, you know they are not going to be serving you. PaulaJean.com. PaulaJean.com. And uh, we need you in the Senate. We need to flip the Senate. And we once we uh, once we flip the Senate, we can start actually doing things instead of uh, having all these stupid, I mean, not, not stupid, but having all these bills end up in uh, Mitch McConnell's stupid graveyard. Dying. 
where he West uh, Virginia needs you in the Senate. West Virginia needs you. America needs you. And we are behind you 100%. And we wish you the best of luck. We'll be watching you uh, very closely when we're live on the air on, uh, on election day. Hopefully we can uh, maybe check in with you. You're probably going to be very busy. Yeah. But it'd be nice to check in with um, you and just say hi real quick. Because uh, we're going to be live on the air. But... Um, you, sure, absolutely. You don't have to commit to that. Now. Get with it, definitely. Sure. <laughs> but but uh, PaulaJean.com, uh, PaulaJean2020 on Twitter. Uh, yes, good luck to you, West Virginia nominee for U.S. Senate Democratic nominee. And uh, thank you so much uh, for, for taking the time to talk to us. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Paula. Thank you. Keep up the fight. You guys stay safe. You too. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Man, I kind of want to move to West Virginia just to vote for her. I know. Um, you know, if you're in West Virginia, there you go. She's well, very passionate. We reached out to her opponent, and she declined to come on the show. Oh, boo. I wonder why. And I also just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but we, uh, should we, uh, we are running out of progressives to talk to you what do you guys feel about how do you feel about getting some republicans on i would love to have some republicans on all right maybe we'll get marco rubio (laughs) yeah let's get marco rubio on ted cruz Corey fucking gardner Let's get our Republicans in the Let's draft. get our Republicans. Cory Gardner's own family can't even find him. He won't be on this show. <laughs> no, seriously. Let's get our people to find Cory Gardner to be on our show. It's like, where's Waldo? I would like to speak with Cory Gardner. I've been trying to get a hold of his ass for years. Literally years. So much to get to. And our replay audience doesn't get the full... Uh, the full thing, but if you're listening live on Monday or if you're listening on the podcast, you're special because you're getting special content right now. And this special. is why it pays to download the podcast. Exactly. So if you are listening live, please do get our podcast. It's on the Adobe app. Uh, just search for Adobe in your app store, or if you already have like Apple Podcasts or whatever, we're on like everything, Spotify, we're on all of them, so wherever you like to get your podcasts, that's where it's news to us can be found. Tell your friends too, because we're like the hip political show. Yeah, this is the political show that all political shows want to be, but we're not a political show at the same time. We're a current event show, but we're also a political show. But current events. Political is current event right now. Yeah. So we'll talk about anything. We don't care. We're not here. We're not going to be worried about saying something polarizing. Yeah. Like fuck Christmas. Fuck Christmas. Fuck Christmas. Who gives a a fuck about Christmas? (laughs) I put the three. Fuck it. (laughs) I put three. I put three. Fuck. Anyways, my Melania is better than my Trump impression anymore. I would agree. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, so we ran out of time in our last segment before our guest, Paula Jean Swearinger, vote for her if you're in West Virginia. But before that, um, we were talking about Trump and COVID. And Trump is saying that he's feeling fine. He's feeling great today. He was released from Walter Reed. Uh, There was just a video that was released while we were on the air, actually, when you guys were uh, tinkling during the break. Um, (laughs) 
And it shows Donald Trump standing outside of the White House, and um, people are already scrutinizing this. It, it appears that he is gasping for air, like he's having a hard time breathing. So we re- COVID labored breathing. We uh, retweeted that. You can go uh, on it's the news to us if you want to watch that. Also, I'm just I'm just saying this is this is uh, what happened. Uh, as you know, Herman Cain, Republican that was running for president, he Years contracted ago. COVID. Yeah, 2012, uh, I believe. Right, uh, Herman Cain. He got COVID at a Trump rally of all places. Surprise, in surprise in Tulsa. Um, and he, here's to the timeline of events for him. Now I'm, I, I'm saying, I'm not saying that this is going to correlate with what's happening with Trump, but who knows? So on June 24th, Herman Cain, he attended the Trump rally on July 2nd. He tested positive for COVID on July 10th. He said he's improving and feeling great. This appears to be the stage where Donald Trump is. On July 15th, he said, doctors seem happy. Uh, Trump's doctors are also saying that. On July 27th, he said he's really getting better. Two days later, he dies. So Trump is not out of the woods. I'm 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 pretty sure Herman Cain also had colon cancer. Did he? Yeah. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Interesting. But that was the... Cite your sources... Oh my God! Let me, I've never I've heard never that. Heard such a Let thing. me get to my Google machine. Okay, well, get to your Google machine. It, yeah, you Google that one. Was it? Did he recover from it? He didn't have it at the time, right? Yeah. I don't um, know. I've never heard of that. But anyways, so I guess this is it for the show. We just uh, we we have we're contractually obligated to do three segments, and we have to say that. Um, We'll, we'll, oh, be, we'll be sorry. Live. Sorry, he was a colon cancer Thank survivor. You. Well, that he had it though. That's still a pre-existing condition, right? If you have cancer, yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah, I mean, that's yes. being like that's like saying like, uh, I fell for the ploy. They misinformation. They got hit by a car and died, but they had colon cancer ten years ago. Yeah, I, <laughs> I fell for it. I read that somewhere. Look, misinformation, disinformation. Can, it's a thing. It can hit everyone, and I just proved that I was one of them. It's a thing. It happens. It happens. You know? It happens to the best of That's us. That's why you got to fact check it, though. Fact you do. Check, your shit. check everything. Great example. I'm glad I, I, I could be that whipping boy for all of you. <laughs> you were a well, whipping boy. It happens, you know. It happens to everybody, even uh, esteemed newsmen like you. Mm. Even you. Um, all right, I guess it will, well, again, we'll be live on an election night. So if you're listening right now on Adobe Live, I, I want to encourage you to tune in. Um, we're going to be live, even if you're listening on the podcast. I don't care what day you're listening. We're going to be, uh, or on the replay, November 3rd, we're going to be live right here on Adobe Radio, this show. Do you think we'll have yeah. a definitive no. answer November 3rd? I'll already no, tell you that. It's not going to happen. We'll have a good idea. Yeah, we'll know what we're in store for. We'll have a gut feeling. We'll know whether or not uh, Trump's legal battle is going to have any weight. Yeah. We're going to learn if uh, DJT's lawyers are going to be getting a good good sum of money. If if Election Day turns out to be an absolute landslide. There is no money. 
We'll see what I mean. Honestly, I mean, there are reports that the Trump campaign is. Oh, you're broke. right. They are. Yeah, I've read that too. Trump broke. Trump's campaign is broke. There is no money. So, hallelujah. <laughs> Holy shit. Hallelujah. What's that quote? For free. Wait, wait, wait. Hot take. DJT really didn't have the Rona. He just did this so he could set up a GoFundMe account. He better not. <laughs> right? I was joking. I'm not serious. Oh, life snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lip, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. And that's what we'll be playing if we find out that Trump loses. That's the alarm. <laughs> Oh boy! Ooh, that's our president. <laughs> that, that sums it up. Uh, okay, we'll be back next time. Thank you, everybody. And uh, oh, hymns. We have to say hello to hymns real quick. Hymns. Thank you, hymns. Uh, we love this brand. I mean, these guys have been out there trying to help men's health for a long time. They they they're worried about our hair growth. They're worried about our sexual performance. Our stamina. Our skincare. Uh, I know that a lot of uh, hosts of radio shows and podcasts will not talk about erections, but Jason will. That's right. Four hymns to help you perform better in the bedroom. Yes, uh, they'll they'll help. I mean, honestly, they do uh, hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness, FDA approved. I mean, what more do you need? These guys, uh, they they want to help you out, guys. Sixty percent uh, or sixty six percent of men actually start to lose their hair by age thirty five. Get a head start on that. If you're under the thirty five, or maybe you're in your thirties, uh, start uh, maybe thinking about using their products. If your hair is beginning to thin, that's okay. It happens to all of us. Sixty six percent of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not ashamed to admit. Yeah, there's definitely Absolutely some not. receding, some thinning going on, and that's why. During quarantine, I'm growing my hair out as one last hurrah because I we're in, we're in a competition. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, I, and I was going to go the bald. Best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. I know, and thanks to hims, I actually may have enough to be passable, not be considered a bald man. Although I probably will still have thinning hair, but people won't think of me as bald. That makes sense. But hims, yeah. I mean, like hims is uh, uh, the best way to prevent more hair loss if you're having it is to do something about it while you still have some. So that's why these products are so great. Hims uh, forhims.com is where you want to go and uh, use uh, actually forhims.com slash ntu. Go that go to that one. That way they know that we sent you forhims.com slash ntu. That helps us. That helps the show uh, stay on. That helps uh, you too because you also um, they're, they're going to help you out here with with some sort of a, a thing. We'll actually give you a full refund if you're not happy with your results after 90 days. But you have to go to forhims.com slash ntu. Uh, thank you, hims. Thank you, thank you. Okay, that's it. Bye. That's it. Any, anything else? Make sure you register to vote. Yes. Again, your last day in many states. In fact, register. Vote. Plan I, it. Adobe.com slash register to vote. 
We'll see you next time. Actually, I'm sorry. Adobe.com slash vote to register to vote. That's what I should have said. Appreciate it very much, Tim Apple.